Alright, I'm gonna try to jump right into things. I know an hour seems like a long time, but it can move quick. And so, um, just to let you know what we're looking to do is um, just kind of lay a foundation of where we're going to go in this youth ministry in a year. Um, just kind of like the frame that I'm looking through things at. Um, go through the handout that you have, then leave some time for question and answer. Sound good? Perfect. Wonderful. So, feel free if you got to scoot out and move around, do whatever. That's completely fine. But um, obviously, you know my name if you signed up for the course, but my name is Nate Ortiz. I have the great privilege of being the youth director here in Ohio. I'll be three years this summer. Um, it is a huge blessing uh, just to see what God is doing in youth ministry on the state of Ohio. And I so, so mean that. Um, it's an exciting time. God is doing some great things. Um, so uh, I'm thankful for everyone that's in this room. Obviously, you play some part in youth ministry. And so uh, we're going to talk through it. Um, listen, my, my philosophy on youth ministry, it's it's unique. I'm not the type of person that's going to stand up here and say, you got, you got to do this. You got to do small groups. If you're not doing small groups, you're missing it. Or it's like, you know, you need to have this. You know, Youth ministry looks different in so many different cultures throughout the state. You have to find out kind of what works for you, putting it together. Because, you know, when you work with the older generation, uh, the, ch- the challenge sometimes can be that the wineskin, they don't want to ever change. Well, this is how I've always done it. This is how it's going to be. But with youth, the issue is they always want the wineskin to change. And you as a leader have to decide, okay, what's God saying in this season? What What is God doing? I sound antiquated when I think, when I first started youth ministry, there wasn't even social media. It's like, now this generation of kids are like, what's my space? I'm like, how dare you be disrespectful? <laughs> no, the genesis of where it's all started, you know, uh, you know, but like, that's, that's the generation that, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're reaching at this point, um, that they don't know things like that. And so, uh, ask Jeeves, okay? So we can go on and on and on. So, um, you know, so when we talk through this, please know, this is more of like the template. This is more of like, hey, these are some good principles to have in place for youth ministry to be sustained, for youth ministry to go forward. Because, you know, my heart is, I want to see youth ministry at churches be healthy, thriving, and go forward, right? How many times have we seen youth ministries where a youth pastor is there, and they're dynamic, they're powerful, and then that youth pastor leaves? What happens to the youth ministry? Numbers go down, right? We've seen that story duplicated over and over. The youth pastor who left says, man, I was just such a great leader. They can't even function. Everyone just scatters. That's not what we want. We want the, I always say, the kingdom of God moves forward, always, right? You know, if, if I wasn't the DYD, you know, tomorrow, they're not going to say, let's just have a, you know, we're not going to fill this role. Nate was just so profound. We just can't even fill this role again. No. They say, nope, kingdom of God moves forward. And that's what we want as ministers, as, as youth, uh, lay leaders. That's what we should desire. That's what we should want. And so, um, everyone have a, a paper here. Good. If you don't, um, just let me know. Um, but we're going to we're gonna jump right in it and we'll have a time for question and answer. So if you have any questions, feel free to write them down. No questions off limits. And please, if you feel like, oh, I didn't get to ask my question, um, you know, I would love to get your information and we can correspond about some more specific things to your youth ministry. Um, I would love to help um, and come alongside any way that I can. So, um, so and also I should say, if I haven't met you, if you're like, hey, I'm new at my church or you know, I've never had a face-to-face, we'd love to talk with you, say hey, and just connect. So, hey, we're going to hop right into this. Um, in this youth ministry in a year, the first thing I want to talk about is just foundational elements. Um, these are things that I don't care how big your youth ministry is or how small it is 
or what vision you have. Listen, the reality is, is that the average youth pastor, there's a couple of staggering statistics I want to make you aware of. The average uh, youth pastor stays at a church less than two years, less than two years. That's crazy. So what we want to talk about, we want to put some foundational things in place that, you know what, these kids aren't affected. It's not just built upon charisma, your personality, or your skill set, but it's built upon Jesus Christ and their affection towards him. Amen? That's what, that is our desire. We want kids to move forward, not be drawn to personalities, but want to be drawn by the presence. So um, that's one stat I want to tell you. But the second thing is, I, I just heard nationally, the average church, this is nationally, the average church... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, there's only 20% of churches that have a youth pastor. Only 20% have a full-time youth pastor at their church. So this is a huge void. What you're doing is uber important, that we are reaching young people, that they are hearing gospel messages, that they are being encouraged, they are being empowered to go after God with everything that they have. And so... Um, I just want to say those things because it's it's pivotal, uh, because we want to have these students raised up um, in these youth ministries, pursuing God or whatever that, that looks like. So foundational elements. One of the things in youth ministries, it feels like you are driven by events, right? You might have a lead pastor says, we want those kids busy. It's like, do things. It's, you know, you're, you're bowling, you're going to corn mazes, you're playing paintball, you're jumping off the building. Any game or thing or event that you can create that will draw, you know, kids in. And the longer in youth ministry, sometimes you feel like, how high do I take this thing? You know, kids are like, yeah, you know, I remember, you know, I was blessed to be at a, a great church. We had a youth center and we, you know, we were blessed with finances. So we were able to do some pretty cool things. And I remember like dating myself here. Okay. We'll go back in time when iPods were something. Okay. And like we were giving away like little iPod shuffles and kids were like, that's so awesome. Like kids were losing their minds. They're like, yeah, the throwing chairs. Like an iPod. And then it got to the point where it was like, we got an iPod. It's like, mm. I'm like, wait, and he's like, like, take it higher and higher and higher. Listen, with events, um, I don't want to kind of go through it here, uh, because you don't want to get into the trap of just doing events to do events. It's an easy trap to fall into, right? Especially as youth pastor, you feel like you should be doing something. That is true, but there's a balance to it. The first thing I want to talk about in events here is plan your events where it makes sense and define the purpose. There are cultural things in your church that are just, they're not going anywhere. Do you know what I mean? There's one church uh, that I know that they do a car show, and it is like their biggest event. Hey, that may be a great time for your teens to come around and, hey, make it a fundraiser. Sell cookies and chips and because people from the community are there. Think creatively. Um, you know, maybe it's an event that your church does say, how, how, how can we piggyback the youth on this thing? And don't feel like you always have to just create something new or, or separate from the church. But um, plan events when it makes sense and define the purpose. When I say define the purpose, you, you will talk to parents, you will talk to students where they want almost everything in one night. If you ask sometimes students, what do you want in a youth night? We want connection. We want the presence. We want this. We want that. You can't do everything in one night. And the same thing with an event. So if you do a fun event, there's nothing sinful. Just making it a fun event. Right? You don't have to feel like, okay, we need to fit Jesus. We need to pray for them somewhere. Right? You can have a fun event and just say, that was success because we started to have fun, create relationships, and that was a win. But also, you can say, you know what? This is going to be a spiritually charged event, and we're going for it. 
and we're going all in and we're not going to be apologetic for it because this event is about the spiritual development of our students. So plan events when it makes sense and please define the purpose. The second thing is, some of you probably do this, but you run your youth ministry off the school calendar year. Make momentum work for you, right? When it is very hard to launch things in the summer because kids are, you know, off school and structures out the window. The fall is a great time to do that. You know, think about different things where if you do an event on a Friday night in fall in Ohio, you might say, man, where's everyone at? I'll tell you, that's football game. <laughs> they're, they're in the band, they're cheerleaders, they're football players, uh, wh- whatever. Uh, don't try to fight those things, right? You know, don't, don't, you know, don't go the super spiritual route. Like they love Jesus, they would be here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of put it to you this way, right? Every student has, you want them to have influence in their sphere that they're in. You want them to, to, you know, be the light. And so don't try to fight those things. Run off the school calendar, you know, whether it's, you know, a weekend, you know, if there's, uh, a holiday like President's Day or something, you might say, hey, that'd be a great, that's a longer weekend, that'd be great to do something. Uh, just think creatively, so make the uh, school calendar work for you. Um, I was talking about before, uh, define, define the purpose of the event. Uh, with every event, what do you want to accomplish from the event? Is it relationship building? Is it salvation? When you define the purpose, it helps you understand the success of the event versus the investment. So for instance, you there may be some events where you say, you know what? If we have two kids show up, that's okay. We didn't invest in, you know, any money or a lot of time into it, but we felt like it accomplished something. Um, you know, you know, there might be other events where you say, you know what? We're going to invest heavily into it. So for me, when I was at church, camp was one of those events where I would do everything in my power. I, you know, so instead of saying, Hey, I'm not going to spend money on some giveaway that kids will forget about. I'll put that money towards someone to go to camp. So there was, listen, cause I believed in it so much. There was times where, you know, right? We all know that teenager in our youth group. Hey, you, you come into, you know, this event, whether it's camp or whether it's whatever event you're doing in your, uh, uh, retreat, whatever you're doing in your church, you come to the event, I don't know, I don't got the money, right? It's like, okay, listen, you need to go to this event. Can you give me anything? And I would make them do payment plans. But I would say, you're going to pay it to me, but I'm going to front the money for you. And, and I know obviously you can't do that for everybody, but there were certain people I felt like you, you got to go. Or even I would take, allocate youth funds to have them go because you know what I know what happens at camp it's life changing if I'm going to sow any money into anything it's going to be someone's chance of salvation or to grow closer with God amen and so think about those things of of you know an event because you might say no man we do this this outreach we're trying to pull kids in and we do giveaways and we bring in speakers and we get inflatables but what's the fruit from it so think outside of the box on those kind of things Man, is the investment really worth worth what we're doing here? Um, always recap the event with your team. Recapping an event helps everyone walk through if it accomplished what you wanted and if the event went well or where you can grow. In church life, sometimes we're so quick to go from one event to the next event to the next event, right? You need to have time to recap with your team. I always say I'm not a consensus leader. I don't need everyone to agree with me. It's not like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you happy? Are you happy? No, that's exhausting. I'm not a consensus leader, but I am a perspective leader. How does this event affect you? You were over concessions. Well, it was really hard because we ran out of food. That's good to know. That's good to know. How did it affect you? You know, you oversaw, you know, students coming in registration. Registration was a mess. You know, we need a better system. Okay. And you begin to talk through some of those things. And there might be sometimes someone says, hey, I thought service went too long. I said, you know, thank you for sharing that, but 
you know, I, I think, I think it was awesome. I think God's doing something in that, you know, and I own it. Do you know what I mean? And so be the person to ask people what's going on. It's not looking for people's approval, but you want to have a well-rounded view of what's happening in your event. Communicate post events. Okay. So when the event's over, there are grandmothers, parents, pastors in your church that want to hear what God did on whatever, ever, on any level. So listen, we do great in, in, in youth, uh, uh, culture building up to the event. You gotta be there. You gotta get there. It's gonna be life changing. Come on, get there. And it's like radio silence after the event. You know, our parents are like, I just sent through my kids. What happened? Right? Cause when they came home, they didn't tell me anything. I was the retreat. You did. Great. I'm glad I paid that money for, to get good. Um, be intentional about that. Be intentional. Listen, I, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm not like the social media person where like I'm the kind of person like I'll take a picture. I'm like, oh man, it's going to be a great picture. I want to put a caption and then I get into five conversations and then a half hour later I'm like, oh, I didn't write anything. I lost my picture. Oh well. <laughs> like be intentional about those things. Putting it on Facebook. Uh, so parents can say, wow, that was a great investment for your senior pastor or your other pastor on staff. It's like, wow. And God's doing some great things. So be intentional about those things. You know, maybe at your church, maybe it's a Sunday morning, and you're able to say, hey, can we tell you what God did at camp? Can we tell you what God did at our retreat? Hey, can we tell you what God did at our Super Bowl party? Uh, we saw three new people come. That's worth celebrating. And that's worth communicating. So don't feel like, you know, it's all on the front end, but it's also on the back end as well. Um, the second thing, uh, the last thing here in events is build momentum. Now, remember, these are all foundational things that I feel like are, are important as we talk about youth ministry calendar um, in a little bit. But build momentum. Make sure your events build momentum to what is next, whatever that is. So if you are doing a big community event or it's a back-to-school service or you, you do some type of just fun event, communicate to your students who are there. Hey, don't forget, next month we're doing... Or, hey, we're starting a sermon series next month. Like, you want to keep the momentum going, not just, hey, great event. Hey, everybody. But you want to say, oh, like, what's happening next? You want to be intentional about those things. Um, so, cool. Uh, any questions on that? Okay, good. And, yeah, not, but just say we'll save it towards the end. I know I'm moving quick, so hopefully not too fast, but I want to make sure we, we are tracking here. Um, leadership. Students, listen, you need student leadership. No matter how big or small, I'm telling you, start somewhere. No matter the size of your youth ministry, you need to raise people up. Period. You know, we only got five kids. Take one of those kids. There's someone in your youth ministry you feel like, man, God has potential upon their life. I need to encourage them, raise them up. We need to do that. As youth pastors, we can't be the youth leaders. We can't be the people that do everything. Right? I'm thankful for the people that saw things in me that I didn't see them at the time. If I had to listen to the first sermon I ever preached in front of people, I'd probably just die a thousand deaths right now. I would. But someone said, you know what, Nate, you're going to preach. Uh, okay. All right. We need to be those kind of people that are raising people up. Um, you know, when I was uh, in the local youth ministry, I would, I would intentionally invite people to come early to service, you know, to hang out with them, but then say, hey, help me get service ready and train them up. I'd have them do things in the service and be intentional about it. So raise people up. Um, if you have a larger youth ministry, get a couple people together. Have them be leaders. Have them be the people that are, 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 you know, praying for the services. Have them be the people that are maybe, you know, preaching. Um, all those kind of things. And we'll talk a little more uh, about that. Um, student led services. Uh, I put teens reach teens. 
teens reach teens. I would be naive to think that in my time at youth ministry, that the teenagers, they're just like, the way Pastor Nate just brings the word. It's like heaven opens up and I can't get enough. I'm at the school on the edge of my seat saying, come on, school bell ring. I got to get the church here. Pastor Nate's third part of this sermon series. I like to think that. That's probably not true. Right? But imagine a student saying, telling their friends, hey, what are you doing tonight? Man, I'm preaching tonight. What? You're preaching? Ooh, I got to be to see this. Teens reach teens. There's an excitement that just naturally happens. When you have that, have student-led services. We'll talk about it. I think you should aim to do one once a quarter. I really do. Now listen, so, and, and I know every youth ministry is different. Some say we don't have a worship team or, you know, uh, we just really don't have anyone to speak. This is, this is the part of youth ministry we should really be thriving in. That you should have people when youth ministry say, I can get up and, and share. Right now, I'm not saying everyone's a preacher. I'm not saying everyone's a singer. God, God knows I'm not saying everyone's a singer. <laughs> But you have to set people up for success. So doing a student-led service isn't, listen, that's, that's harder than you just doing the service. Way harder. I'll just tell you that right now so you don't get angry at me later. It's harder. Because you want to set your kids up for success. Right? When they put a song list together, you want to say, hey, you want to fall within this, this time frame. Or, hey, you want to do some songs that flow together. Or, hey, you want to do some songs that are in the same key so you're not trying to find the key from song to song. Right? You want to set them up for success. The person who goes up to preach, you want to look over their notes. You know, it's like, you know, I'm not a, a theologian, but I, I think that's inaccurate. You know, like <laughs> you want to help them out. Uh, you don't want them preaching heresy for the first message and they're scarred. Uh, yeah, you want to help them in public speaking where like, wow, that sermon's over in three minutes. Fantastic. All right. Uh, you know, you want to set them up for success. So do student-led services. It empowers them, right? Because sometimes we always... We always just feel like, you know, with teenagers, it's like, you know, we're just trying to find out, hey, what's going to work for you? Now you turn on to them and say, what do you want to do? What do you think kids in your generation need to hear? Preach on it and I'll help you. Um, so do that. Um, I said, and do that once a quarter. Uh, move on. Meet consistently with your student leadership. The meetings don't always have to look the same, but make sure you are consistent. So when I was doing youth pastor, we'd actually meet once a month. We'd meet after church. Uh, we'd have some food and we would just have time to have conversation. Sometimes we just went into prayer and that's all we did. Sometimes it really was just, uh, talking about the calendar and different things. Um, but we, like, we put responsibility on them. So I'm not saying you have to meet once a month month, but whatever you do, be consistent. You might say, well, after service on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night, that works best for us, then do that. But be consistent. What you don't want is you give a lot of vision or a lot of discussion, and then, like, oh, what we meet next? Uh, I don't know. I forget. Ah, uh, broken calendar. I'm going to squeeze it in. No. At that meeting, say, hey, our next meeting is give them the date. And so it creates that consistency, and they feel that responsibility of saying, you know what? I'm responsible as a student leader to this youth ministry. And so um, be consistent in that. Um, doing good on time here. Um, adults. So that's your student leadership. Your adults. Recruit, recruit, recruit. As you search for leaders, for, uh, as you search for leaders, search for the gold in every person that maybe they don't see. I remember, I, you know, I, I would... Let's add no shame. I'd ask anybody, you know, like, hey, you want to tell you? Like, oh, I'm 67. Perfect. Great. Come on. You know, um, <laughs> they would be like, you know, nah, uh, they don't want no grandpa or grandma around. And I'd get comments like that. I'm saying, no, we want you around. 
We need everybody. We need our mom and dad there that, that sees that student that's really not connecting with other ones. It just needs a mama, right? Come on, they need a mama to say, hey, hey, how you doing? You doing good? Right? We need everybody because as a youth pastor, youth leader, you can't reach everyone. Right? I mean, I, I don't have to get so fresh yet. I talk to a mom or dad and say, hey, I saw Johnny at youth. Have a good time. And, well, you know, they, they, they said you didn't talk to them. I'm like, what? You know, like, I get in the corner. Like I said, hey, to them, and I'm like, well, you know, like that kind of thing. But, you know, you, you need eyes everywhere. And everyone brings something that they can minister with. So it's not just saying youth ministry is for young adults and it's a young person's game. But you need everybody. Um, yeah, you need that grandma just gives the best hug in your youth ministry, right? There's something about a grand, there's anointing on a grandma's hug, you know? It can melt the hardest of hearts. Um, you need it all. And so, uh, recruit, 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 you know, find, find a place for them. Uh, two, when you recruit your adult leaders, be clear of what you're asking. What is the time frame on service that you have for them? Um, hey, what time would I have to be there on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night? Um, you know, how often is it every week? Some might say, I can give you two, you know, two Wednesdays a month. Great. Fantastic. We'll take you. Be creative. You know, don't, don't just feel like it always has to be so cut and dry with that. Um, you know, if there's adult, uh, meetings that you'd want to have, do that. Find a space for them to, st- to serve that brings value. Just, just be very, um, clear with them. Um, meet consistently, as I said, with the students. Also, that's self-explanatory. Um, decide how often you should meet and empower your leaders. Listen, your student leaders, and your adult leaders are going to be ones that really keep things moving. They're going to be the ones that keep the vision intact. They're going to be ones that are your biggest fans and supporting you if you if you do it right. And so you want to make sure that there is a unity because you know when people come in to your youth ministry, they visit for the first time, they want to feel like they're a part of something. They don't want to feel like, man, this place is just a mess. I might as well just stay home. But they want to feel like, wow, like I feel loved. I feel accepted here. Um, and and we don't have time to get into it, but. Um, you know, with your adult leaders, maybe they're greeting at the door, right? I might put this on here, but you want to get good at what's your assimilation process for people that come to your church, right? What's the follow-up process? What do you do? Uh, do you get their information? Do you get their, um, you know, uh, Instagram handle or different things like that to connect, to find places that you say, hey, we, we want to connect with you. We want to reach out. Um, you know, we're here for you. Are you getting the email addresses? So when the big event's coming up, you can send it out to them or, probably not email, but you know, like just Instagram that you could tag them in something, right? You never know. You never know what's going to reach a student. So you want to be productive on that side of stuff. So even if your lead pastor says, how are things going in youth? You can say, you know what? This month we had two new visitors. Uh, we had, you know, five salvations. Um, you know, one of them was your child and that's good. But you can have those conversations to say, Man, this, this is what God's doing. So keep track of those things. There's uh, uh, some other um, you know, applications that can help you do that, which we could get into that. Um, the last thing I want to jump right into the calendar stuff here um, is planning your yearly calendar. Start with your most important dates. You don't want to crowd out your most important events on the calendar. Don't be afraid to cut good events to make room for great events. You have to do it. Um, it's hard sometimes. And I feel like, ah. Oh, it's good. You don't want to detract from the great events that you say, man, this is just so impactful for us, whatever it might be. Um, I, I like to say plan sermon series at least three months out. Um, this helps develop a rhythm of what students are learning. Think through creative elements. I'm the type of person, um, I know some people are like, oh, I got my sermon series planned out for the year. I'm like, what? That's crazy. I could never do that. 
Praise God that they can do that. But I do suggest that you at least go three months out. So start in September, three months, you should know what you're preaching. Because, um, right, there's things that happen. Um, obviously, students are very much, you know, cult, they want to be, like, culturally relevant. So there's sometimes something can happen um, that uh, kids are talking about. You want to have an opportunity to speak on that, right? You know, the unfortunate school shooting that happened in Florida, right? You want to be able to address that, you know, uh, on some level. So you might feel like, you know, I'm going to do a, a sermon series on it. And you have, you know, some, some room or adjustments, um, that you can do. But plan a sermon series three months out. Because I say this, when you do it three months out, you really think, what did our students experience? When they come, think through your services. Did they just get, oh, worship, offering, the word. Oh yeah, what we're having next week? Worship, offering, the word. You know, like, man, did we have an event? Do we make one of these services creative? What kind of games did we do? Um, all those types of things. So you can think, hey, how successful were we? Um, you, know, you can ask kids, hey, what do you think about this sermon series? And it can help you kind of plan, you know, three months at a time. Um, I think that's a good, good pace to find. Um, uh, fundraising. So this is when it comes to planning your calendar. Plan your fundraisers. I think you have to find strategic times in the year, right? Fundraising is like the, the bane of youth pastors' existence. Like, fundraisers, uh, right? Wouldn't it be just great just like tripped over money just found it? That'd be wonderful. Praise God. Um, right? I mean, we've done it all, right? Car washes and, you know, you know, Chick-fil-A, like, you know, the 10% thing that they do or, you know, different things or whatever it might be, you know, bake sales, right? All of it. Um, it could be very difficult, but, you know, for us, there's different things, um, that we would do. Um, so like when it was Thanksgiving, we'd sell pies. We had a local bakery that cu- like cut us a great deal on pies. So it worked out. But it's like, I mean, during the holidays, who doesn't need a pie? So it's like something you actually like want. It's like, Hey, you need a pie? It's Thanksgiving. No, you don't want to bake one. Here you go. Um, uh, you know, we would do things like that. So like think through elements that, you know what, like there might be someone in your church, you know, uh, uh. A group of ladies say, oh, we'd love to, you know, donate by, like, just baking cookies or making pies, right? And that that's uh, a low variable, you know, you can market the pies a little bit just to bless the students. Um, think through your fundraisers. Don't be reactive of, like, oh, camp's coming in. we got to do something. Uh, I'll take my head for $1,000. You know, like, you're, just, you're, like, you're getting desperate, you know, like, you're like, I'll do anything, you know. Um, you, want, you want to be, be, be ahead of it. Do you know what I mean? And not be in that danger zone. So think through your kind of year. Maybe your pastor will let you do a change offering um, on a Sunday morning. You know, we did one thing for us. We called it our 52-365 club where we encourage people just to give a dollar for every week of the year or a dollar for every day of the year. So, you know, we had some people that like, oh, here's here's more than enough, Nate. We had some people that started off. I love, you know, here, here's my, my initial start and then they never gave the rest of the year. That's fine. But something that's practical for people. We've done um, you know, envelopes where you have this envelope hanging out in the hall where it's, you know, uh, 1 through 25, and each one's a dollar amount. So people say, oh, yeah, I can give $2. Yeah, I'll take that one. Put it in. Well, yeah, I can give 25 bucks. Yeah, I'll do that. And I was like, the easiest fundraiser you just did right there. Just bada-bing, bada-boom. And uh, so there's lots of different things, but plan your fundraisers out. Um, you want to be on top of it. Um, and be creative. So that was just my thought of be creative. Talk to people. You know, obviously, online is such a resource of what are people doing for fundraisers. Okay, cool. That was a lot there, but listen, I believe these are just true foundational things um, in youth ministry 
that no matter how great your events are or how many people are there, you want to have something that's a little more substantial and has staying power is, you know, Lord will ever call you or transition you on. Uh, and that's no one in this room. You'll stay in Ohio forever. Amen. Um, so I kind of went through, um, and we don't have to go like point by point by point on this, but this is the vein or, or I guess the filter that I looked through this at. So let's, let's just talk about it. So me being a DYD, right, there's probably some expectation like, yeah, Nate would want our, oh yeah. Oh yeah, a district youth director. So yeah, so that, so more like because of the network, that's right, yeah. So network youth director, just the youth guy, whatever works. So yeah. So, um, so yeah, right, there are those expectations. But for, uh, for me, it's, listen, hear my heart, and I'm, I'm recorded, so this is going on, on record here, but I want you to know, I care about you and your students much more than just getting you at an event. Right? My, my heart would be in the wrong place if it was just like, hey, what's going on? I really don't care. You come to camp? <laughs> you know, uh, or just pushing towards it. But, but here, here's my big, my big plea to everyone in the room. You know, there are, it's a different day in youth ministry. There's so many different events that you could be a part of. There's Winter Jam. There's, I'm sure, conferences that you could think of that, man, they're great and they're fantastic, and I agree 100%. But, man, these students need true community um, with with people um, that they're going to see, that they're going to grow with. Um, I say it all the time where when I talk to people and their journey in youth, the two things I seem to hear consistently are one relationships so whether it was like this person i met at camp this person in my youth group um this this leader this youth pastor took me underneath their ring uh, their wing really encouraged me you know lifted me up like i wouldn't be here without them but the lord was using them um to do that um the other thing is just an encounter with god like i had an encounter with god that just wrecked me and changed me um and i i, I so strongly believe on those two things so you know when we talk about this this is saying we want to set the kids up for success as much as we want to set you up for success. But if we're talking about the average tenure of a youth pastor is two years, and that's that's me being generous. But what are these kids? What happens to these kids? That they're saying, our oh, youth pastor's gone, now we're just kind of floating. We're waiting for a new youth pastor to come to our church. You know, and we have to hope that this new youth pastor is maybe as great of a leader that you were that they can get plugged in and do those types of things. But at least if a youth pastor transitions out, whether unexpectedly or it's a great transition, whatever that looks like, these students can at least feel like, you know, at least we have camp to look forward to. At least we have reach conference, I see my friends. And they feel like they still have community and they're still a part of something. Right? When you go to some other conferences, and, that, and this isn't a slam against other conferences, please hear me. But right, no one's going to call you and say, hey, how's everything going in the ministry? How, how are the students doing? Right? It's like you can the event, it's over, great, we'll see you next year. But for what we're trying to develop here, we want deeper community with our students and with each other. So um, starting in September, uh, I put some events that you know we have, and so this kind of filter we're looking through. Um, but the first one is um, in September, we have big events, you know, see you at the poll, uh, I put Reach Night, a back-to-school event, um, and a line. So I'll kind of walk through those. See you at the poll. Listen, that is like an amazing opportunity to be at your schools, to meet other students, to be connected. So what we would do, and I, it kind of ties into the back to school event, we, we kind of develop what we call, um, a, uh, a reach night. And so 
what we would do is we would set our kids up. Listen, we would say, we want you to bring one person to the last Wednesday in September. One person. Don't just go to school and hang up a flyer and say, yeah, come to this back to school event. No, we want each one to reach one. And that's what we would say. So we'd give at, you know, it, you know, it probably doesn't translate now, but we'd give the kids an invite card. And we would say, we want you to invite one friend, write their name on it, go to school and say, hey, I don't invite one person, I want to invite you. Right? It's, it's personal, it's direct, it's not, you have to make an effort on this. So we'd have the kids the first Wednesday of the month in September, we'd have them write the name down, we'd pray over it, we would say, come on, let's believe for God to do something in this person's life. That when you ask them, like, sure, why not? I said, plan. I said, I don't care if they're coming out of football practice. Make plans. Say, mom, you need to pick us up and you have food for us. Like, we're, we're going right to church from football practice. I said, come in your football pads. I don't care. Just, just get here. Be intentional about it. And so we, we would build it up the whole month. Cause I would, our youth center at the time was called the riot. And I would say to, to the students, how many of you guys just love the riot? Yeah, I love it. How many of you just can't, you know, imagine your place, your life without this place? Yeah. How many of you met the Lord here? You know, and I was like, okay, so how many of you have invited your friend? I was like, oh, I see where this is going. (laughs) And I said, if this has impacted your life so much, why won't you invite your friend? Is that being a good friend to your friend? I said, so this is what Reach Night is about. And I would tell them, we're not going to do anything weird. Okay, I said, you can bring your friends, right? We're not going to be like, you know, bring out the shofar, bring out the flags, you know, like, and, and, and like, we're going all in Pentecostal, baby, you know what I mean? Uh, cause this was for the unchurched, the unsaved, you know, that, and, and we would encourage them. They said, this is going to be a safe night. Next, next week, I don't know what they'll get, but they'll get safe tonight. Um, so anyways, um, so we had that. So I'm going to try to finish by 12:15 with this counter. But so we had that. We built up to it. We, you know, we go to see you at the poll. We tell them invite more people if you want to see you at the poll, right? Like, hey, what you guys doing? Like, hey, you know, there's something going on in my church. We're having food. We're having giveaways, that kind of thing, and and invite them out. Um, so, uh, so we have that. Encourage you to do that in September. You know, it's a great time to have a back to school event. Um, I'll put on there a line also. If you don't know what a line is, a line is a retreat that we have in Heartland. It's actually in your Synergy book, the dates and everything like that. But if you are an adult leader, it's not just for pastors. We want you to come out, be a part of it. Um, it's just an opportunity for us to really connect, grow, pray with each other, um, and just learn some more about youth ministry on a, on a deeper level. So um, that's super important. Listen, if I could ask anything, if you can make it to a line, and you'll be seeing more promotion. That's not into the fall. But, man, if you can make it to a line... Uh, that would be just amazing. Um, I, I, I can't say enough. I need to move, be moving on, but really consider that um, in your calendar. Um, October, it's a great time to just do a youth event. You know, do a corn maze, hay rides. I put Christian Halloween event. People are like, what do you mean Christian Halloween event? I was putting it where I termed it to be, but you've been like a hell house. That's what I, I would just call you. Anyone? Am I alone in that? Anyone? Okay. I was like, please don't raise your hand. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's, it's Christian, but you know, you walk through and all, there's you know, just a lot of different scenarios and at the end there's a you know, a salvation message, you know, um, type type of thing. But there's something like that, um, you know, whatever to work. It's a great time to do that. Um, and then that's a great time to have a student-led event, uh, service. So um, you can gear up towards that in September and, uh, and even tell people in September, hey, next month our students are going to be leading service. You know, build some excitement uh, that they can feel they're a part of that. And so in each of these months, I should mention, I put like what you, what you should be promoting, like the next month, because you want to have good promotion to let kids know, hey, what's happening? Um, cause you want to reach 
outwards as well. So Facebook, Instagram, those kind of things. So moving along, uh, November, that's Reach Conference. Um, it's down in Columbus. Um, man, that's an amazing event. Fantastic. If you haven't been to Reach Conference, I love Reach Conference, not because it's just a big event, but it's the one event that we're all underneath the roof at the same time. That doesn't happen at Fine Arts. doesn't happen at camp. But Reach Conference, it does. And it, do, it stirs kids' faith. I can tell you, even at a great church that I was at, sometimes kids just feel like they're the only people saved on the face of the planet. It's like, no, like there are believers all throughout our state that are pursuing God the same way that you are, and you need to come worship with them and be a part with them. So, um, so that's Reach Conference. Um, and that's November. Obviously, that's a great time. We do a Thanksgiving meal. Um, that's just always fun to do. We would do potluck, and so good luck um, on that. And so <laughs> your prayer language just goes up another level. Uh, but do something like that. It's just, it's just fun. And you know, that's one of those like fun events, like. Hey, just come, kick it, hang out. You know, there's not like, uh, you know, a service type thing, but just come, just come hang out. Um, December, it's a great time to do another youth event, just ice skating, sledding, gets exchanged, Christmas party, that type of thing. Um, also, that is, and I just put uh, mid-month because it changes year to year, but as a speed light deadline for those who are involved in speed light. And if you aren't and need more information, I would love to talk to you about that. Um, January, uh, we have PK retreat. I think it's another time to have a, a student-led service. Just so you know, uh, promotion for fine arts, if you want to start doing that. Um, we're going to have fine arts stuff, so, like, ready, like, you know, uh, probably... Like November, we'll have it ready and out there, so you can start registering. Just so you know, kind of sometimes like, hey, when's fine art stuff out there? We're gonna be start having out a lot earlier. Uh, Teen Girl Conference uh, comes up the next month, so we're gonna be promoting that. Um, so we're on February. February, so Teen Girl Conference is right there. You're gonna be promoting fine arts Teen Girl Conference. Obviously, still uh, March. Hey, Synergy. So Synergy is a great event. Hopefully, you guys in, are enjoying it. Um, I won't go with promotion elements, but April is fine arts. Um, if you're not aware of fine arts, listen, fine arts is an event where we like to develop and have kids explore their giftings. And so let me just say this about fine arts. Um, fine arts, you know, some people have different experiences with fine arts. Fine arts, for me, I think is one of the greatest discipleship tools that you can have and it feeds into your student-led services. So I know sometimes, you know, fine arts, if you look at fine arts as a weekend event, you will be disappointed. You will be. Period. Cause like, well, like we came, we came here, my kids sang and, you know, and they're scarred because they sang terrible or, you know, I mean, listen, I've, I've seen it all. I saw one go like cry through like, uh, Via Della Rosa. It was, yeah, it was an interesting interpretation. And so, uh, yeah, you don't want like a kid just feeling scarred, but it's like, you know, you want to come together and celebrate the giftings that people have. And I think a teenagers need to be much more of that. Like, wow, be inspired, be encouraged where it's like, wow, I, I want to be able to preach like that or I want to be able to, you know, play a guitar like that or whatever it looks like. So it's a great time to come together, but leading up to fine arts, if, if you manage it right, all those practices you're having leading up to, that's a time to hang out with your students. It's a time to develop them and grow them. So, um, you want to make sure that you're a part of that. So anyways, so April fine arts, May, um, it, you know, we, um, for some, School ends there in May, but you might want to do like a, a kick off the summer or a student led event. Uh, for our, for us, when it came to summertime, I mean, how many of you just see attendance just kind of bottom out in the summertime where it's just like, oh gosh, is that, no, maybe that was just me. Okay. But, right, you see a little bit of a dip. No, no one? Who sees dip? No dip. Dip, dip, baby dip. Okay. Um, so we got a couple of dips. So we would do something completely different. 
every night. Like we would make it crazy. We had like a water day where we brought the fire hose out and it's like next week we're having a giant water balloon fight, which literally all day we just made water balloons. My finger had like no skin left. It was like, <laughs> like completely like just bone was there. It was, but, but now they have the air seals like contraptions. Now we hook it up and like drops them all. That's genius. <laughs> My finger would have liked that back then. And so, uh, but you know, do things like that. Something that's just out of the ordinary. It's going to pull kids, pull kids in. I mean, it's the summertime. I mean, I used to cringe when it was the summertime and you know, I was in Youngstown at that time. So Northeast Ohio and, and you know, we have like cloudy days, nothing really you know, fantastic. And then it come that Wednesday night and it was like the perfect day. It was like, you know, 74 breezy sun was out I'm like no like it was the only time I didn't want to see sunshine you know because like men students they're battling with that flesh do I go to the pool do I go to church what do I do um and so we do do things to pull them in um because then you, you head right into camps um yeah I can't say enough about camps um they're fantastic but that's June July August, we have National Fine Arts. We have Reach Day, where we encourage youth ministries to go into your community and reach out. So listen, I think we need to move away from feeling like it has to be big and massive, where it's like, well, if we can't feed a thousand, just just feed three people, feed, feed the kid, make sandwiches, and just just do something. You know what I mean? Because I think kids cannot end up doing nothing because I feel like it's not super significant. So encourage your students. And it doesn't have to be you're giving something. Maybe you're just saying, hey, we're going to serve at our church. You know, there's something that needs done for pastor. Or maybe say, hey, we're going to go around and, and bless the elderly in our, in our church or wherever that might be. Um, but just be creative and have students own it and say, hey, we're going to do this. Um, so that um, pretty much just takes us right into um, um, September. I know there's a lot in there, but um, this is kind of just a a fundamental look through the year. Um, man, I, I've, I was going super fast, but um, those components, you, you know, I always say the big three of, of reach, fine arts, and camp, you really, really want to make effort to get there. And listen, I'll do anything I can to help students get there. Um, you know, I understand what it's like to build up a culture that's not there. So, you know, if you're like, we've never done fine arts, and you're trying to tell your kids about fine arts, and you're trying to like sell it, and like, I don't know. It's not moving the needle for me. Um, that could be difficult, and I want to help in any way. So whatever that looks like, and I really, really mean that because I believe in it. So this isn't like, well, I believe in it just because I need you there. No, I believe in it. I'm willing to work and help develop that and help foster that uh, for future generations. And so um, you know, look at that calendar. Think through your calendar year. I know, like, youth ministry year in less than an hour, that's a lot. Um, but when you're intentional like that, um, you'll see a rhythm occur with your students. Don't do that fragmented youth ministry. Like, well, I don't know what we're doing next month. And oh, we might go, we might go sledding. I don't know. Or oh, I'm trying to do this thing. Like, don't try. Do. Because people will respect that and, and get behind it. Where it's like, nope, our pastor, our leaders, when they're doing it, they're, they're going for it. Um, and be consistent in it. Um, that's the last thing I'll say. Um, right? It could be challenging. You feel like God's giving you something. You feel like, man, this is the passion. This is what it's going to be. And you go out and you feel like, well, okay, only two people showed up. And I brought one of them. All right, fantastic. You know, <laughs> uh, don't give up. Be consistent. Don't don't let those kind of things detract you from what God's putting on your heart to do in youth ministry. So, boom, twelve fourteen. I moved pretty quick. But listen, I want to open up the floor for any questions. So you can be pertaining to what I said or nothing at all. Yes, sir. So I'm stepping into youth ministry after. Mm, come on, like round the bike, it'll be good. 
say this, and I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to kind of give some context. I, I think the landscape of youth ministry is just changing dramatically overall. You know, I don't think there's like the one way, and, and I say it confidently because I think sometimes when people, like for instance, if I was out of youth ministry completely for a year, I would feel like it completely changed. Youth ministry is one of those things that's just, it's changing very rapidly. So in your situation, I would say this, I would try to find the places that you can create the connection where I want to say, Hey, we're trying to get them to the YMCA at first and say, you know, talk to your sons. Like, Hey, like, is there a place that we can just gather people together? Maybe it's just like, Hey guys on a Wednesday night, Tuesday night, I'm going to buy pizza. We're just going to, we're going to start there. The relational component, you know, we're not going to try to get you to, to the Y or get you to those things, but strictly build the relationship component um, and see how that works. Because I think that's, I would say this, I think as great as our youth services are, the real impact, the real connection comes outside the pulpit. I really believe that where it's like, you know what, when bonds are formed, when you, like, why you do trips, when you take a youth trip, you bond on levels that you just sometimes wish you didn't because you get real close. <laughs> like a little too close, you're like, okay, I wish I didn't see that, but I did. Uh, or smell that. And so, uh, I would, I would try that. You know, and, I, and so I'm not saying like, you know, you might say, no, yeah, we're not getting a lot of traction with that. I would start there, just saying, "Hey, boys, like, you know, what what can we what can we do? Um, you know, we're, maybe there's a sky zone by you, or well, hey, we're gonna buy some time. If you want to buy some friends, come jump. We're just gonna jump, meet some people, and if you get traction, then say, okay, hey, let's do something a little bit bigger. Hey, we're gonna, you know, have a, a service, you know, once a month. You know what I mean? And not feel like, well, this has to be a every night in the building getting the gospel. Um, cause if you don't have the students' hearts, right? They feel like, hey, this person cares about me. Um, they may not gravitate as much as to, like the service aspect. Does that make sense? So I would, I would start there. So hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and then like you said, you want to work. Maybe it's like you know, hey, we're gonna try doing a big service. You know, like a, a, you know, one time in the month, and they might have people pull to that and get that spiritual component. You know, and and like I, I've seen youth groups now, good-sized youth groups, they've moved the youth ministry to Sunday mornings just because everyone's there. 
You know what I mean? And like that doesn't work for all churches. You know, I understand that. I'm not saying there's the one silver bullet like everybody move to Sunday morning, right? Because uh, you, know, you might be pulling youth out of nur- being nursery workers or parents say, hey, I want to sit with my children on a Sunday morning, um, those kind of things. But um, I, I believe as you know, you go down the road, you'll feel like, yeah, this is good for us culturally or this isn't good for us culturally. But um, but seriously, that's uh, honorable of what you're doing and being obedient to the Lord in, in this season. So. <laughs> Any other questions? Yeah. We have been at the board. We've been like, okay, this week is high school camp. We're going to this camp. We're combined camp because we have junior high and high school students. We're in an interesting position now where both of us are going to go to camp this year. Come on. Um, we have students who go, oh, I want to combine camp, but we have to combine camp, so I'm in high school. And it's one guy going to high school camp and one guy going to junior high. So it's either we split ways and not just go together. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds very selfish, but mm-hmm. we're a team. And, or we convince them all to go to combined camps, trying to convince, figure out how do we convince them. Let's go as a whole group. Right. Right. No, totally. Yeah, I, I would, you know, for the youth ministry, like, there's been a lot of people going to combine camp because of like everyone's together. I think that would be great. Just I, I even just approach it from this right. If they have a stance like we don't, want, I don't want to go to combine camp. I'd rather go to high school camp. You know, for whatever reason, I would just kind of go like, just give me one, one more camp. Just give me one more, and then we can go on from there. Do you know what I mean? So they don't feel like it's a hard. We're at combined camp till forever. It's like just I'm at you know because I'm sure you have enough relational equity uh, with them. Um, you know, knowing you and your husband of how you guys minister. So I'm sure there's enough relational equity to say, hey, just give me one more camp and let's just see how it goes. Right? So we all be together. And so um, if, if he doesn't say you're acting out of the will of God. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Any other questions, thoughts, what we talked about? It could be anything. Yeah. Do you have... Um, counselors or uh, what you call them, cabin leaders for camp, do you send them out from churches to go to camp with them? <laughs> how do you do that? Yes. So um, we ask that all youth ministries bring adult leaders with them. So there's not like, you know, there's Heartland staff that's there, but they more like oversee. So like, hey, they're overseeing the activities components. They're overseeing like the, the food, you know, those those kind of big things. Um, but as far as like in the cabins, it's leaders from Ohio. So if you've never been to camp, what we do is on a Sunday night, we ask all support staff to come. That's what we call our, our cabin leaders. Um, so support staff, um, and they, and we don't use the term counselor, uh, for, uh, just we were advised not to. So support staff, they come on Sunday night and we give training, just kind of like, Hey, this is what the week will look like. This is what you want your students to be experiencing in the room, all those kind of things. And so that's how that looks. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. They do pay their way. So some youth ministries, like they'll tag it onto the students, you know, price to, to go. Um, or some just pay for out of pocket. Seventy-five dollars, so it's not the full price of um, of a camper. You want to go? Huh? You want to go to camp? Yeah, come on, Galen, preach it. It is. It's you know, camps. It's one of those. It's it's a unique and special thing. And I know it's an investment. I know um, you know you'll you'll do everything. I'm just trying to get student, you know students to go, and it could be a challenge. But man, I, I'll just say, that even if I was not the youth director tomorrow, 
if I was to put any effort in an event, it would be really be camp. Um, just because God just does something there that it, it's, it's, it's so, it's so amazing. You can't even put on like one thing. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's the relational component or is the services because God's just coming like a wrecking ball, just wrecking people. And so it's just, it's just amazing. Like the hearts, the hearts, like, man, they never worship. They're like, Oh God, please. You know, it's just, it's just amazing. Um, I feel like too, once you go for the first year, once your students go for the first year, they build the momentum for the following year because they're like, oh my goodness, it was the best thing ever. And yeah. then their friends are feeding off of that and then they want to go and experience it too. And so it just kind of keeps going and going. So even if you can only get one or two kids to go the first year, that's fine because the next year, that's like, trust me, they right. trust their friends when their friends are talking about how good Right, and there's no better promotion. I always joke around when you see youth promotions, right? It's just kind of the same thing, like worship, you know, <laughs> dynamic preaching, you know, fun and games. It's like, you know, you see it time after time. But when their friends come back, like, yo, you got, you got to go. You got to go. That's the best promotion that you can ever ask for as a youth pastor. But, you know, easy sell that you say, hey, camp. They're like, yes. And, and they're on it. So, yeah. My, my perspective of camp is that camp's not good for the students. Um, we get stuff out of it too, and we get to see that. So for, for us, yeah, we get to see students. Um, but God does something awesome when we put ourselves in, in areas of service and positions of service. Um, so when we do that, like, like anybody that's thinking about camping here, that if you're a youth leader or a youth pastor or whatever, make every effort. I, I know that, like, I'm a full time youth pastor, so I'm blessed with an opportunity to go. Um, I know that it's it's hard taking a week off of work or whatever that is, so, you know, or even even taking a week week off and not being paid, you know, different stuff like that. Um, but it is so 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 worth it, um, not just for your students, but also for you to see God move um, in your students and even even get something from God. Right, and sometimes it gives you that uh, that uh, inspiration. Sometimes, it's like the get back into the youth ministry game strong and, and full force, right? Let's be honest. I mean, no matter what, sometimes you feel like, man, is my, are these kids getting it? Like, am I preaching that bad? Like, is it, are they, like, hearing anything? Are they, and then you go and they encounter God, and it's just like, wow. You know, and it's it's a, it's a both end, because they need camp, they need pastors who are going to walk with them when they go home, right, and continue to fan the flame. So, awesome. So, camp, 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 camp. <laughs> Any other questions, thoughts, concerns? Oh, yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that for everyone in the room. So youth ministry is is important so, so much. So if, if no one has any questions, I just want to close with a couple things here. And we're right on time, right? Look at us just changing youth culture. And then on time. Come on, somebody. It's a new day. Get down to lunch first. That's why I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I just want to say this. Um, one, really 
Uh, I want to be a, a, a friend, a resource to you to help in any way that I can, big or small. Please know that. Um, whether it's ideas for fundraising or, hey, when you help with sermon series ideas, I mean, there's a lot of great resources I could point you to. So I'm not, I don't think I'm the one-stop shop. Um, but I want to see healthy youth ministries happen throughout Ohio. Uh, there's such a need for it more than ever in this young generation. I'll tell you, more than ever. And um, it starts here in this room. So if there's anything I could do, please let me know. Um, um, my email, if you don't have it, um, it's just N-O-R-T-I-Z, N as in Nate, O-R-T-I-Z, at ohioministry.net. So N-O-R-T-I-Z at ohioministry.net. Um, I see an email, I can respond to you, no problem. Um, if you have been on our website, oymnetwork.com, all the information is on there as far as events and promotional things and all, all that good stuff. And so there's lots of things we're working on trying to roll out and develop for you all. Um, because listen, um, three years in, uh, there's a lot of learning, a lot of processing and just hearing what God's doing. But man, I feel in my spirit. I mean this. Man, I feel so charged up. And I feel like God is, is on the verge of something. I'm not, I'm not just saying that. For, I'm talking from the head down, from Pastor John down. God's just doing something, right? And it's like, I don't know what it is, but I want to be a part. I want to say, man, I was, I was there. Do you know what I mean? There's something powerful when you say, I was there. But I, I, I didn't hear about it. I didn't see it on Twitter. I was there when God just broke out and whatever that looks like. And so, listen. Um, if you need anything, let me know if I haven't met you. I want to talk with you, but I'm just going to pray and dismiss you guys. Father, I thank you for every person that's in this room. Lord, as they have just committed themselves to reaching young people, I pray that you just bring such encouragement to their spirit right now, that you bring strength to them, that Lord, wherever they are in youth ministry, that they would just feel this passion to reach young people even more so that they feel the urgency from heaven to go after even more, Lord, to see new salvations, to see people who come into church. I've never been in church in my life, but I just feel like I needed to be here. Lord, begin to do that work. Begin to prompt the the, the hearts of people, uh, young people all throughout Ohio that there's just a spiritual hunger that only you can satisfy. Lord, and you will use everyone in this room to help do what you've called us to do, Father God, what you've set out to do here in, in Ohio. So, Father, we declare and we speak it. Lord, we ask that your name will be lifted up above every other name, and we will give you all the praise, the glory, and the the honor. In your whole name we pray. Amen. 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 Love you guys. Thank you so much.